This is Health Matters with Sipla. Hey everybody, welcome back to Health Matters. I'm Ryan O'Connor. This is brought to you in conjunction with Sipla. An aspect of healthcare that we want to shed light on today is the multifaceted nature of simulation in healthcare. Uh, often when we think of simulation in health, our minds gravitate towards technical skills. Uh, for example, how to perform a procedure or how to handle specific medical equipment. However, simulation in healthcare is so much more than that, as we're about to find out, ladies and gents. To discuss, Dr. Marvin Janssen, who holds a PhD in health sciences education uh, and an MPHIL. Is that right, doctor? M4. Ample. That's a mouthful that it would be <laughs> in emergency medicine. Also, extensive experience in training in next generation of healthcare heroes locally and abroad. Welcome, Dr. Health Matters. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's lekker having you here. Let's chat a little bit about those things. I want to uh, ask you to explain exactly what is a healthcare simulation for those that don't okay. So, healthcare simulation is, in simple terms, yeah. it's when we try and recreate a clinical encounter with a patient in a safe environment. So that we could do in various ways. It could be that we have dedicated simulation centers that has mannequins and that looks like a hospital, et cetera. But the only thing that's not there is an actual patient. Got you. So what that affords us, of course, is then patient, um, healthcare practitioners are able to practice in a safe manner. So if they are able to make mistakes, but those mistakes don't lead to adverse events or death in the real patient's health. And we've seen technology has brought on huge advancements in the form of simulation. It's obviously changed drastically over the past couple of years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the simulation has its origins in, in aviation, actually. Okay. Um, so within the aviation system, what would happen is that pilots would train and they would have these highly sophisticated simulators, etc. Mm. Um, what then happened is that that technology trickled over to healthcare. And now we have a situation where we have from very basic simulators mm. to highly technical advanced simulators. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about uh, in, in any technical scenario, doing open-heart surgery or doing whatever. Uh, 20 years ago, you couldn't simulate what it's like to put a VR headset on and go into a patient's chest and perform the procedure or going and watching it through the, those various means. Uh, so it's like it's mm. mind-blowing, the kind of technology that we have. Exactly. It's a very exciting time to be within healthcare. Yeah. Um, our students are, are exposed to so much technology. Yes. It's important, though, that this technology is just, it's just augmenting our, 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 our human interaction, which can never be re removed. Yes. But this is adds this extra layer of safety for our patients. Yeah. Got you. And to that point, I mean, there must be various types of healthcare simulation. I mean, I've touched on now the fact that any kinds of surgery uh, we can almost simulate. But I mean, it must be vast, the amount, the amount of options available. Definitely. I mean, there's quite a, a big spectrum of simulation. Yes. Uh, it would start out with something as simple as the, the, the CPR mannequin that many yes. of us have yeah. been exposed to for first aid, etc. Then um, we could move over to full body simulators. They can talk, they can bleed, they can cry, they can sweat, they can um, um, interact with you and, and respond without any um, feedback from the instructor. Another exciting type of simulation is what you mentioned is VR. Yes. So now we can place on a, a, a headset and you are transported into a casualty in Grotes gear, in Tigerberg, etc. And then another quite exciting um, aspect of simulation is what we call desktop simulator. Got you. And now simply you just have a, a, a tablet and you have a program on there and students have to make 
important decisions as to say, when are you going to give this medication? When are you going to give this um, intervention, etc.? So this is the, the various type of simulators. Another one which is quite exciting um, is what we call standardized patients. Got you. So here we, we're busy with quite an exciting um, project currently at, at the University of Cape Town where we've recruited some patients, trained them up, and now embedded them into our teaching. So now the students have this ability where they're able to interact with a non-medically trained person wow. and get that um, feedback. As you say, like, no, when you're explaining it, it was way too complex, the words that you were using. Gotcha. Yeah. And to that point, communication, again, is key. And I think about that now, uh, that being able to communicate for, from a professional point of view to your patients, um, uh, because one of those crucial areas is, I guess, that communication. I can imagine that for healthcare professionals, perhaps, it's not merely about knowing the ins and outs of medicine, uh, but also how to communicate that knowledge to their patients. Um, and, and perhaps you can expand on that a little bit as well. That's that. That's an extremely important point. Yes. There was a landmark um, report that was done approximately about 20 years ago. And that report found that when things go wrong, they often go wrong, not because of the medical facts, but it goes wrong because of what we call human factors. And a big aspect of human factors is communication. When, you, when we look at an environment as diverse as South Africa, we have various languages, yes. various cultures, yeah. various... Um, religions, etc. So it does place us in situations where oftentimes there is some conflict. And it's not it's not acceptable to just assume that all of our, our healthcare practitioners would just get these skills just through the normal course of their day. It's important that we as healthcare educators prepare our students for these um, interactions. Yeah. I love that. I love the fact that uh, we realize that we're different from anywhere else in the world, that we, we have bigger barriers and different barriers. And those barriers need to be you know, met and, and kind of looked through in terms of what, what we can put in place to, to help professionals uh, you know, shorten that, that distance between their patients and, of course, the communication between their, their patients. Now, OTC products. I, I get excited when you hear OTC because it means that you and I can go and purchase these things without having to worry about a script. Um, it's very daunting because we are bombarded with a plethora of OTC products. But can you maybe, you know, how would, for example, simulation and so that healthcare professionals can practice and refine their skills in guiding patients through, through the minefield of OTC? No, definitely. I think there are two exciting um, areas that simulation can play quite a big room. The one would be communication. Gotcha. And we spoke about that. Yes. That it's important that we prepare our healthcare practitioners to have this conversation. Yeah. Something as simple as to alternatives, um, et cetera, is something that we need to prepare them for. Yes. Oftentimes, you know that you are, you're kind of caught up in your little bubble where you often only associate with people that's from the same race or religion, et cetera. And then when you're within your professional sphere, you, you're exposed to various different um, people, et cetera. So now we embed that into our training to say like, here you are in a situation where you have to have a conversation with English is not their first language. Mm. And how would you still yeah. be able to explain yeah. yes, the alternatives, um, the benefits, yeah. the risk, et cetera, for that? The other one is when we look at teamwork. Healthcare inherently is a teamwork domain where oftentimes you have to go outside of your profession and interact with various other healthcare professionals. Yes. But sadly, oftentimes within our training, when we train, we train in silos. So simulation is a great vehicle for placing different healthcare professionals in the same area mm. and, sh and, and working through those tension areas that often are, exist there. I think, and the, the, as soon as you started explaining about, about students, I love that we've got 
a generation coming through that have a grasp of technology, I often wonder how difficult it must be to to kind of get the slightly older generation. You know, 20 years, we talk about the, the vast improvements over the, a short period of time, but there's a vast majority of healthcare professionals uh, that grew up with a manual system where, exactly. where everything was, you know, it was done a and the old school method was done in an old-fashioned way. Yeah. And and to a degree, a, a time-consuming way because, you know, we're living in, a, in an, an area where things need to happen quickly, uh, whether it's diagnosed, with its critical thinking and, and to try and get them to shift their mindset that, hang on, technology isn't the bad year. You know, <laughs> that technology is going to help you in your profession, even though you've been doing it for 30, 40 years, it's going to help you to grasp it. And I think that uh, what, what I've noticed is there's been a large uh, portion of the professional population that have gone, yes, I can now trust the technology available to go back and go and get hopping to a simulated environment to go and learn a bit more about a profession that I've been doing for possibly 30, 40 years. Exactly. I mean, simulation is very good at working at what we call transitions. Yes. So that transitions could be when you're leaving medical school or nursing school and you you you, you that first new a few years after you, or it can be other transitions Yes. Um, later on in your career. Yeah. It's a good example and it's because it's replicating a a real encounter, mm. it's much more familiar. Yes. Yes, you're coming there and you're doing what you'd normally do. And that's sure. what we say within simulation. Yes. Treat this mannequin exactly as if this is a real patient. Yeah. So it often is a, a, um, somewhat less intimidating for for, for our practitioners. I want to finally ask you on the point of critical thinking. Critical thinking obviously is a huge part of the process. How do you teach anyone to think quickly on their feet? Good question. I think the first point to make is that it's something that needs to be taught. Yes. It's not something that's just going to come there and some people have it and other people don't. Not you. So once we realize that, we need to see that using sound educational principles, one of it is called scaffolding. Okay. It's, that, um, we, it's, not, it's not acceptable, it's not ethical to say that we're just going to throw you into the deep end and you've got to sink or swim. What if you sink? We cannot have a situation where patients are being adversely affected. So that being said is that we scaffold and initially we might say that we're going to put something just at the edge of your learning curve, a situation that's, that makes you uncomfortable, but it's not too uncomfortable where, you, where, you, where you're completely overwhelmed. And then we progress from that saying, okay, here's a situation that slightly once you're comfortable with that, let's take it a little bit further and further and further. And the scenarios, it's important that they are very realistic and, and encounters that you are going to be expected to, to, to treat and manage. This is exciting. And this conversation for me, uh, a blend of technology and what we're doing in the medical realm uh, to kind of make things more exciting for the next generation of healthcare professionals. I think we're living in exciting times, doctor. And it really was uh, amazing to be able to chat through uh, specifically around simulation and, 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 and not just a tool for technical proficiency, but essential instrument in molding healthcare professionals who are, of course, adept communicators. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, ladies and gents, like, subscribe, give us a thumbs up button. Importantly, if you're watching on YouTube or listening via Apple, uh, subscribe. And we'll be back with another episode of Health Matters, proudly brought to you by Sipla. You've just enjoyed Health Matters with Sipla.